I'm looking up someone's the voice actor for Spike. What's his name? Oh, that oh fuck, no, I forget Steve his name. Bloom. But he's done, Steve Bloom, who yeah. has voiced literally like every single yeah like, deep voice cool every single cool guy, no matter what. Like even <laughs> if it's not even anime, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Whether um what what the hell was it? Monster Rancher. He was the the, the cool wolf with horns. <laughs> he was uh fucking uh. uh not gently fucking Spike <laughs> <was> Spiegel, <laughs> not Spike Spiegel. Uh, who else was he? More like Der Spiegel. He's Der, Der Spiegel. <laughs> mirror. Thanks for joining us on Magical Self-Hating Weeb Academy. Uh, we'll do it live! <laughs> so I guess the format of this podcast, as we imagine it now, is that myself, Jeremy... Uh, who else do we have here? Who else, is, who else is joining us? Yo, I'm Johnny. What's good? Yeah. Uh, this is the Commissar of Uwu. No, I'm just kidding. It's Alex. <laughs> Say pronouns, please. And this is Ethan. Couldn't say he, him. Yeah. Shit. Uh, he, him. Sorry. Also, also he, him. Joining uh, on. Also, with sensei. <laughs> they, them, sensei, senpai. Say them. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> so what we're going to be doing is every week we're going to watch a different episode every two weeks. Maybe every month, maybe every six weeks. I don't know. Every uh, year. Bi- every biannual. year. <laughs> biannually, we're going to watch an episode of anime. And then myself, Alex, Johnny, will explain to Ethan what happened in that episode. Ethan, having not seen the episode, or actually, I think he has actually technically seen this episode, but in general, will not have seen the episode and does not watch anime and therefore has no context for what's going to be happening. Yeah, and so today we have selected the first episode of Cowboy Bebop, also known as Asteroid Blues. Classic. Classic Asteroid Blues. So I, yeah, so, so I will say I have seen this one, but I it was a very one. long time ago, and so the only thing I remember about it is that um, Spike Bebop beats <laughs> up a pregnant woman, and there's a really... And the music was like, it was incredible. So he he doesn't actually beat up a pregnant woman. I did watch it uh, and and verified that did not happen. Technically, Uh, does something like that happen though? No, no, no. there is a pregnant woman. She actually pregnant woman in there. She yes, she's kind of pregnant. Wait, wait, wait! Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Spoiling it. Spoiling it. I want to make that a long time. I could go look, but all right. My my point is that like it that's actually bringing up an interesting thing because like there's hardly i can't i i I watched anime for like a long time i don't know if recent animes Mm -hmm. you know do it more often but like pregnancy is not a thing in anime Mm, yeah mm-hmm. that's true like when you think about like you know like like american sitcoms and like american you know or, or just western you know it's 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 not that uncommon that like there's like you know at least one pregnant character within the storyline or at some point in order to keep things like new and and refreshing or like you know some plot device that like somebody eventually 
gets pregnant or they have a relative that's pregnant or something like that. So while it's not uncommon for there to be like a lot of kids, I mean, especially because of the nature of anime, right? It's actually very uncommon for there to be like a single character that's pregnant. Think about it. I mean, right. for the people that, you know, grew up watching anime and were in anime clubs such as <laughs> Guilty. John, Johnny has a PhD in anime. I, I, I have a, a wasted, wasted adolescence. <laughs> <in anime. laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to begin with a description of the uh, the episode itself. And then I think we're going to do some some deep analysis. And by that, I mean, we're just going to comment on the weird tropes that happen in this stuff. Mm. So picture this. The scene opens. It's rain falling. A bell is tolling in the background. We're in some sort of a European city. I'm going to guess... Berlin, because his name is Spike Spiegel, even though he doesn't have a German accent. It's very atmospheric. Spike is there. He's leaning up against a wall. He's got a half-ashed cigarette. He just takes it out of his mouth, drops it, walks away, and drops a rose into a puddle. What are your first impressions Damn. there, Ethan? Yeah. Uh, that sounds it sounds moody. Sounds like some noir kind it of is very uh, kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and then, then like, why is there like a is there like a thing with Germany in anime? Uh, there is kind of there is kind of yes. a thing with like random <laughs> random Europe Yikes. in in anime. Uh, it usually is very Germanic though. Looks very mm. much like. Uh, we don't want to get into Attack on Titan yet, but look. <laughs> uh, I'll go oh, with the I'll go with the classic, um, or not classic classic, but like mid two thousands classic, and that's uh, Zoids. Oh, with God. like just randomly German named, you know, uh, mm. giant like animal robots that these people pilot and like random mm. German names throughout. But like, yeah, it's not happening in a world where there is a Germany. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, sh- not sure what that's about. I wanted to mention with that opening scene, like they make it super atmospheric to where there's no sound except for a song called Julia's theme, which that. Listening to that song literally transported me back into adolescence, like right away, like literally. auditory memory triggered. But yeah, it's very noirish for sure. I actually wrote film noir esque because mm. it does give you that vibe. Yeah. So uh, then, uh, also in the middle of that, uh, I'm not entirely sure what is going on there, but there's a flashback to a gunfight that uh, Spike Spiegel has had in the past. And he does the like anime trope thing where like he puts his head down and smiles like the (laughs) usually it's usually a villain thing. Usually villains do this. They have glasses on and they turn to the side and they go like this and they're smiling. And it's uh, it it happens in so many animes. But uh, Spike does it in this one. And then he lights a lighter and then immediately cuts into that jazz intro, that very famous, super sweet jazz intro. uh, Exactly. Uh, Name of the song is is. Can we just can we just marinate? We'll just we'll just put that. We'll just put that in. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I feel like right. other people are not gonna like this as much as we do. No, uh, it's just for us. All right, no, I'm sorry, but like, you are not actually a cowboy bebop fan, right? Or or at least like a fan of anime, right? If you're not a you, true fan. It, you're not you're not a true fan. You're not a legit fan unless at some point in your life you and at least one other friend that is also into it started a cappella like, you know, version of the fucking Cowboy Bebop theme. 
Tank. Tank, yep. It, it is Tank by the seatbelts. Good there you shit. Go. Good One shit. hit wonder. Good shit. Uh, Absolutely. No. Probably. I have um, the, the... Oh, sorry. I was just no, going to say, it's a really good... The whole show is a really good uh, soundtrack, and you better believe I used to listen to that in the car a lot. <laughs> you can't... I just pushed up my glasses. You can't title your, your fucking anime cowboy bebop right seminal like jazz you know uh style and movement right and not have like top tier like jazz soundtrack or at least like you know what the hell is it T- ties to like jazz in it it's, it's in the name well i mean to me like as a as someone who doesn't know what's going on here those seem to be two contradictory um aesthetics here mm-hmm like yeah, have, uh, cowboys and cowboy bebop. aesthetic in terms of the visuals for especially mm. this episode and some of the others but like yeah bebop music i guess ish not really yeah. but sort of mm. yeah so next up in terms of what we see in the episode after the theme song ends there uh which sounds a lot like if you watch the david letterman show the ending sounds like the uh the way that Paul Schaefer's band ends like every fucking song that uh, that they do. Okay, Grandpa, is that show still on? Yep. I don't even know. But <laughs> is he is he canceled yet? It. Probably. All right. So, getting back to the uh, visual side of things, what we see after the anime intro song ends, uh, we get wide shots of spaceport traffic. We've got Jet Black. Is the name of this character? What do you what do you think of that name, Ethan? <laughs> what? That's his name. Early man. Yep, his name is Jet Black. Cool. Got yeah. some cyborg shit going on. He does. He's got some sideburns. He's got uh, he's got a walk that he's tossing some uh, mushrooms and and bell peppers in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he he sticks his head out of the kitchen and he yells to Spike, who's doing some some martial arts moves, doing some practice, kicking and punching in the air. And uh, <laughs> he's like, dinner's almost ready. Like asking him what he's having, huh? Yeah. Did y'all watch the English dub or the Japanese subtitle? The dub. English dub. Good. That's how God intended. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that uh, Jet has a slight New York accent. He's like Spike. Yes. Dinner's ready or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, peppers. It's peppers and beef. No, yes. yeah, it's it's uh, it's bell peppers and beef. He does indeed call it bell peppers and beef, which uh, uh, then he, then he says Asimov Solonson is the next target. He calls what? him a major player as a yeah, Asimov uh, Solonson. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. He's the next target. Yeah, because because uh, Spike and Jet are bounty hunters. Okay. Uh, if you're wondering, Bebop is the name of the ship that they're on. Yep. But they also have smaller ships. So they have ships on ships. It's like it's it's shipception in terms of what's happening. Here. <laughs> ships on ships on ships. Ships it, on I sh- ships. I should on also ships. S- specify that like the bebop kind of looks. It, I, I don't know if it's intentional to give it like that kind of like Japanese or is it is it Japanese junker like ship? I don't know. I don't know if that's even an appropriate term. I don't know if that's somehow racist and I don't realize it. But like like a junk. Um, yeah, like a junk. Yeah, it's it kind of it kind of has that sort of feel to it with like the shape of the hull. So it's like a much larger ship, and it actually has what looks like like an actual deck on it, like a flight yeah. deck kind of yeah. thing on it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he he he's a he's a he's a major player in the syndicate. This Asimov guy. Uh, Asimov. Now, the 
running gag here that happens for a while is the is the bell peppers and beef because as Spike is eating this bell peppers and beef, he uh, he asks where's the beef because there's no beef there's no beef in this bell peppers and beef and he's like shouldn't we not call this bell peppers and beef if there's no beef and Jet disagrees uh, and then there's some like massive escalation in this argument like spike starts yelling about the fact that there's no bell peppers and beef and jet is like homie we're poor can't always afford beef that's basically uh basically how that goes no no no. he doesn't even just explain that like homie we're poor he says he pretty much explains it in no uncertain terms homie we're poor because of you <laughs> yes this is true because because spike is like what happened to the million million bucks that we pulled in from the last job we did and and jet is like well there's like the building you destroyed and the cafe you trashed and the cop you injured. Um, like Jet was very worried about this cop. Uh, he's a class trader, obviously. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so you, get a, wrong. you get a sense that um, they have a really sassy relationship. They, they bring in some of that of spicy sass. sass. And then you also get the sense where Spike has that classic anime dude trope where it's a cool guy who is aloof doesn't give a mm, shit mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. when he's hungry which is yes <laughs> like is, basic necessities very, very food motivated very food Same motivated though uh, i, I because, can relate <laughs> actually jet is like jet is like uh yo asimov and literally he says he calls her sweet thing uh, asimov has a sweet thing in tijuana and Spike is like, I'm not into this. I don't really want to go. This dude's small fries. Two and a half million isn't enough. And Jet is like, uh, the carnitas are out of this world. And Spike is like, mm? and then like, he's he's ready. He's on board. Uh, and I'm only slightly <laughs> exaggerating that response. He basically no. does go, huh? And then he's like, ready. He's, he's ready to go. Yeah. So when did Tattoo. this when did this show come out? 98. This came out like around the same time that like shows like Gundam Wing and like I think Dragon Ball Z had like just wrapped up. Like this gives me very little context, John. Oh shit! All right. Oh. Um, <laughs> this was um, <laughs> this was like at like the height. I mean, like the underground. Best anime. Yeah, like the underground height kind of where it wasn't like a mainstream thing. Like you couldn't find anime on like American television, except if you were on like Sci-Fi Channel or something. Toonami, dude. Was Toonami even a thing yet in 1999? Yeah, I think so. No way. They were showing showing like Inuyasha on on Adult Swim. No, this like, one came later, man. I'm looking this shit up. Maybe maybe like 2000, but it wasn't like. I'm Googling it. 2000. Yeah, uh, well, because they no, had Sailor Moon on the fucking TV, dude. Yeah. True. Yeah, homie. 1997 to 2008. Shit. Remember that little robot guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was also voiced by Steve Bloom. Yes. Holy shit. Steve fucking Bloom has that deep. Does this go? Just can't get away. <laughs> <laughs> How no, does the rabbit hole yeah. go? Tom. No. Tom. That's, that's, that's the it. robot. And he had Tom the. the before before there was Cortana, there was uh, his like ship girlfriend that like he spoke to a lot. She like just she's just a disembodied floating blue head that would. All right. Was her like, before her was a film. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it, like you know he would converse with uh, whatever the ship's name is. Uh, mm. I don't know, man. <laughs> the point so, is, you can't watch anime without hearing Steve Bloom. 
There you I go. mean, if it's dubbed, he's he's everywhere in my heart. Yeah. The only re- the only reason I ever got into like uh, I want to watch this subbed instead of dubbed is to try and figure out like you know um, are they actually saying the things they are saying in the English dub? No. Or is it no. like no? But no, I, I absolutely not. Um, it never led me to any more clarity of like you know like the exchange between Jet and and Spike. No. Why the hell is this dude screaming about bell peppers and beef? Like yeah, real angry. He's hungry. He's very hungry. And again, very food motivated. It comes up many more times. This isn't the last time we'll we'll hear from, <laughs> from Spike's stomach. Uh, so next, the Bebop comes out of Stargate, basically. Just like I thought it was hyperspace at first, but nope. It's uh, they, they come out of a Stargate uh, and there's a toll. Uh, so this is the future libertarians want. Um, they, they get charged seventy six hundred bucks to go through the, the toll uh, at the Stargate. So then Spike goes out to his ship, his ship on the ship. Uh, Jet stays behind because he wants to talk to cops. Because, again, that's that's where he lives. He likes cops for some reason. Uh, and uh, Spike was he, is is he like, like I'm going to go down. Cop? I have no idea. Like with a tragic backstory. I, I really, okay. I don't know about it. We'll his, learn his in cop, the future, maybe. Backstory. <laughs> it's, it has been a long time since I've seen this show. And so, like, rewatching it, I was like, I remember everything that's happening after it's happened, but I forgot everything until like it was literally in front of me. Um, yeah. So it was, it was like, it was fresh. Yeah. So then spike heads to his ship. He's, he's going to go meet old man bull, which is a weird indigenous stereotype, man. Uh, he's going to meet him on uh, space Tijuana. Cause this is not regular Tijuana. He's not actually going to Mexico. He's going to space <laughs> Tijuana and uh, he gets in the swordfish too, which is the name of his little, his little ship on top of the big ship, the Bebop. Uh, he whistles for like two minutes straight. It like he whistles for a long time <laughs> as he's like preparing his ship for flight. And then uh, then he flies. Now, this is where it gets weird. So there's some inconsistency. Oh, this in is where. the in the framing. Yeah, it gets real weird. Uh, there's some inconsistency in the framing of Space Tijuana because when he approaches it, it looks like a dome on an asteroid. But when he's on the ground, it looks like he's on Halo. Like there, it looks like there's a <laughs> ring world around him, and there's like a I, I don't know hexagonal glass things at the top. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. For the non-gamers, if you've seen the movie Interstellar, the that part where he's on like the space colony, like the yes. the the city just kind of wraps around yes. itself. Yeah, it's and, like it's and like that's that. What it, when he's in space Tijuana, that's what it looks like. There's like a city that you can see in the sky above him. And like when they take off, there's kind of like a ring that goes up or maybe like, maybe it's not quite a whole ring anyway, but when he's landing, it's on an asteroid. Don't know what happened in the like storyboard (laughs) process to fuck that up. But I've already, my suspension of disbelief has been, it's been ruined. (laughs) Demolished. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So he goes down, uh, it cuts to, a bar called El Rey, which means the king for all of you Spanish one learners. Uh, you, you also get a new, a new trope, uh, which is the grumpy, horny old men. I uh, dear. love them. <laughs> they, yeah. Grumpy, horny old men. Uh, they, you, you actually get to see them twice in this episode. Um, the first time oh they are, they're playing cards and they are talking about how they dug the gate, whatever that means. They dug the gate. And one of them is always talking about how hard he worked digging the gate. And the other two are like, we dug the gate with you. 
Um, but at this point they're like low level horny, not a whole lot of horniness. <laughs> the horniness will increase shortly. Um, what is a low level horniness? Well, well I mean, because they, they, they mentioned okay. something. Is this oh, the scene about the planting of the seed? No, that's later. That's oh, okay. later. That's the second right. scene with the horny, horny grumpy old man. They get uh, horny, but also yeah. there's a kitty cat. There it's is an a empty cat. bar. Well, it's like a very empty bar. You get the sense yeah. that the town is like kind of on the fringes of not being anything anymore. Like yeah. very it's ghost bit, towny. Space it's Tijuana. A bit anachronistic. Yeah. Space Tijuana on maybe an asteroid, maybe a ring world. Uh, it, it's a bit anachronistic. Like uh, there's cars and roads and like rundown buildings, but also spaceships. And interstellar flight. <laughs> interstellar flight, but also. And kitties. But also like, you know, uh, Havana, Cuba, like style cars. In the road. Yeah. Yes. And and like 90s era guns, like they look, they don't, they, they're like no, projectile those are, weapons. Those are like late 80s, early 90s firearms, which is yeah. like the funniest part to me that like, yeah. you know, um, that's that's the one thing that like doesn't get updated. Yeah. Not not cars, not streets. Anyway, Uh so the bar, the, the bartender is like doing the bartender things, cleaning the bar, cleaning some glasses, uh, in comes our, our villain Asimov and also sweet thing who never gets named. she never gets a name in this thing. So oh, I'm going to keep calling her sweet thing. Cause that's what, uh, that's what jet calls her. And it's, you know, whatever. So, uh, Asimov is like, I'd like a beer and uh, sweet thing is like, I'll have a bloody Mary and the bartender's like, I'm all out of tomato juice, which is, uh, this is where they're getting into the coded drug talk. Uh, and, and Asimov's like, can you check in the back? And he pulls out like a little vial of some weird purple and red liquid. And, uh, and he's, he, the bartender's like, yeah, I can check in the back. So then he goes in the back. Uh, they, they start doing a little drug deal. And uh, at the same time, we get some tires screeching outside. Many cars many bad guys, many guns. Uh, <laughs> they, 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 they get out of their cars and they start, you know, you know, getting their, getting their rounds in the chamber. And, uh, and, and then they go back inside, cut back to the inside and you've got the bartender and Asimov, uh, and they, they keep changing back and forth what they're calling this stuff. Sometimes they call it bloody eye. Sometimes they call it red eye. Yeah. Derby. Yeah. We're leaving a very important scene. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm not. That's that's actually the very next scene, uh, which is when the horniness hits a peak. Uh, oh, there's okay. uh, the uh, sweet such a thing, classic trope. Sweet thing like leans down to take a sip from the beer, and her boobs rest on the bar, and even though they're classic. facing the camera, which is on the other side of the bar, in the background, the horny old men go <laughs> like. Uh, like texture every wolf, like as though yeah, eyes, as, yeah, eyes kind of like that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, yep. they don't do our woos in anime. Like, no, oh, no. oh. But yeah, it's the, classic. The awuga in anime terms is either a, a bloody, bloody nose. nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my yes. god! You don't yes. know about that? Uh, no, no. Johnny, I don't oh. know very much about anime. That's Homie, the whole reason this, I thought you asked me. Can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> He's gonna be good. I mean, we've already hit the, the trope that all women have huge honkers, oh, yeah. so yeah. and yeah. they fit it, that. 
it's it's uh it's like quantum you know mechanics where it's just like sometimes they defy gravity and other times they are subject to gravity hmm. and these these particular titties were subject to gravity oh they, god yeah <laughs> anyway anyway the horny old men so uh then then we go back to we go back to the back room where the bartender is and he's like i need a demonstration which is i don't know that that fully makes sense like like i don't know that you'd be like yes please use the product on yourself i know what it's going to do uh which so he the bartender throws him this like little gun and he puts the vial inside the gun and then uh, asimov shoots it into his own eye it's uh, it's like a little it's like a little spritzer it's like it's yes, like a do, do you remember those yeah it's it's like a little Banaka. mechanical like do you remember those like listerine things you could get where it's just like right in your mouth yeah. you know yeah it's like um, an inhaler yeah kind of it's like a nebulizer <laughs> but for your eye as a recovering drug addict i just want to state that like you know every, the whole setup between like the the weird like spy conversation they had to get to the back room completely unrealistic what the fuck is that about um, how would it how would the, it really go how would it really go is it like you know you, you'd probably just 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 be like oh you looking like you know, you, <laughs> like I don't know. They, first of all, it's not like they don't have phones, right? You know, it's not like they don't have any kind of other form of messaging, right? And you'd kind of like not want to do this like on the clock. You'd kind of whatever. All right, that's that's the, that part. Neither here like, nor there. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. The the real thing is that like you have at least one dude that like you know somebody else has, and you've seen this in all kinds of movies where you got like the junkie. That like has done this stuff a lot. Not the guy you're trying to buy it from. Be like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot it up. Like, I'll shoot, I'll shoot. Yes. See, it's real good. <laughs> yes, and it's it's fortunate though that he does because uh, mm-hmm. at this point the building is surrounded by the the random gangsters who pulled up. You know, many gangsters, many guns, <laughs> and they. Yeah, also, hang on. I got to back up because there's like a weird oh thing. Like after the dude shoots the, the drugs in his eye, he goes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Keep those eyes open. And I you're was like, going to mention that. The fuck is yeah. that? I wrote the that literal that? quote. Keep I wrote those that. Eyes yeah, open. Keep those yeah. eyes open. Keep those eyes open. His eyes get real tiny. And then, yeah, they're bloodshot and shit. And then like, immediately <laughs> the door gets kicked open and the bartender gets like blasted through the head. Now, yeah. rip the... The bartender, these, these, this is another trope in anime, which is the absolutely inept, uh, like henchman, which I guess it's not really just anime. It happens in a lot of like movies and TV shows where like, but there are like at least a half dozen of these dudes. They all have guns. Some of them have automatic weapons. They fire randomly into the bar from all sides and the only person who dies is the bartender at the very beginning. Like the three old men live. They just dive to the floor. Sweet thing gets behind a table and starts shooting back. Asimov like gets the ability to dodge bullets. Like, like uh, bullet time, Max yeah. Payne, like Matrix style. Like the bullet is like you, you get like a yes. perspective shot from behind the bullet traveling towards his face. And he's like, and at the last second, he he's dodges like, it and he punches <laughs> the dude. Yeah. Wow. Right, so to, Anime. Oh, uh, another thing is that like, despite them not being able to hit anyone, yeah. but the bartender, yeah. the bartender gets like, like Caps. execution style, oh, yeah. like 
right through the temple. Not like the some random spot on like the side of his face or anything. Just one bullet right in the forehead, right in the right through the forehead. Yeah. And then nobody else gets hit uh, in spite of literally hundreds of bullets being fired into this building. Critical Uh, hit. Oh, wait. So is this an aptitude or is this the bartender was really the target all along? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. I so, uh, oh, wait. Is that like yeah, a no, thing? No, we don't know. No, that's, it, what the bartender was not the target. It was, it oh, was Asimov okay. because these are his, his fellow syndicate members. Uh, we're going to get to their motivations here. Or did they explain the motivations when Jet was talking about it earlier? If they, do, if they do, they don't really like go that deep into it. They, they go into it like later on. Oh, I think. yeah. I think, I think it does. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's later when, when they meet back up. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so then we cut to uh, Spike. He's hanging out with Old Man Bull, and uh, we get the next time that Spike is like, he's like, "Well, this is all pretty mystical, but do you have any food?" Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Old Man Bull is like doing some magic stuff, trying to tell the future, and he's like something about a red-eyed coyote at the north side of town, and that swimming bird, which is apparently Spike. Uh, is going to get like hunted by a woman. Uh, and Spike is like the second time, huh? And old, old man bulls like what? And Spike's like, I was killed once before by a woman. And, uh, and old man bull is like, uh, you don't take women seriously enough. And Spike's like on the contrary or some shit like that. And then he leaves. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So then we cut back to El Ray. Uh, Jet Black, he's checking the scene. He, he's he's looking at all of the the bullets sprayed everywhere, kind of surveying things. Uh, finds himself a bottle of tequila, and uh, and he, and then some some more incompetent henchmen show up. Two more incompetent henchmen show up, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta deal with Asimov." Uh, and then Jet cracks their skulls, and he's like, "Tell me some more." Uh, now, uh, Spike is is flying, and yet again he mentions the fact that he's hungry. Uh, but also that the swordfish is out of gas. So he, he lands and, uh, and he runs into Asimov in the bathroom. Um, does a little fake oh, nice. out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he comes out of the bathroom stall and Asimov gets all nervous cause he walks up behind him and Spike is looking all like he's going to kick his ass, but then he just washes his hands and he's like, he's like, you should leave the water running. I guess because Asimov was puking in the sink. It's not really clear, but yeah. From the drugs, it, right? From the, yeah. from the drugs. From no. Drugs have a habit drugs. of doing that. See, I'm they, tracking they, what's they going make on. make you throw up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, he, yeah. So, uh, so, so Spike sort of fakes him out. Then he, then he goes outside and he, and he fakes out sweet thing and he steals her groceries. He puts an entire hot dog Ooh. in his mouth. <laughs> puts Dang, a whole I was going to say. Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> No, no. I'm glad you brought that up because if you did it, it's very important. <laughs> it is very yeah, important. Like uh, in in anime world, there's no such thing as a gag reflex, um, <laughs> and people are just capable of just unhinging their jaws like a yeah. uh, like a boa constrictor. Just but it, it's in there so that's sideways. Not just... the, the hot dog is in his mouth sideways. Uh, oh, no. And then and like sweet thing is like 
hey, because she notices that the groceries are missing, and he turns around and he's like, mm-hmm. and she and she he's like he pulls the hot dog out of his mouth and he's like he like tries to give it back to her and she's like, uh, no thanks, you can keep it, and he's like, oh thanks, and then he's like, nom 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 nom, but then he like pulls out like six other things that he took from her bag, like that are like stuck in his fingers, like uh, fucking Wolverine claws, just like he's like, ha ha ha. ha. I, okay, I so I have, I have a question. So like I've seen I've seen images of. Uh, from this show and it seems like a fairly like I mean obviously stylized but like the characters all appear to be drawn fairly realistically how yeah. is that looking <laughs> with uh, like uh, uh, well how does that work yeah there's flights of fancy in this show like there's it's usually pretty like grounded in terms of like I mean obviously there's like sci-fi elements and like weird nonsense that happens but in general it's played fairly straight but then randomly you will have stuff like a hot dog in Spike's mouth sideways. Uh, in a package, too, I think. I think it was wrapped in plastic in his oh, mouth. Gross. Nah, nah, homie. It was it was literally just in like a little, like, you know, those like cardboard trays. Where, oh, like, so you he had know, a whole you, tray you in the, his mouth. Yeah, a whole tray and hot dog. <laughs> and he took it back out of his mouth. Like, okay. Completely, okay. like, yeah. completely undisturbed <laughs> is, is the real thing here. Now... No, like, you know, it wasn't like all messy and like, you know, slimy. It, it literally looked like it just came like like he was a human dispensary of hot dogs. Yeah, that's because Spike Wait, Siegel is, the, is the king of glizzy. Slimy. I mean, when, when they are in your mouth. mouth. When, yeah. Like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Try and put a whole hot dog in your mouth, Ethan. Bun and all. I'm a vegetarian, so you will not. <laughs> fine, fine. A, a vegan hot dog or whatever. Put a whole whole vegan hot dog in your mouth sideways with like you know all the toppings and everything on it this see how it comes out that's what we'll do for tray. our patreon our patreon people and for uh five dollars <laughs> you get to see uh ethan <laughs> yeah, for, 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 hot dog in his mouth for okay. whole five dollars a month i will force a hot dog <laughs> into that's um, uh, terrible yeah please let's go ahead and move anyway. on <laughs> just just relax the jaw <laughs> So, uh, Next topic. So then, uh, so then, uh, Spike Spiegel is is gassing up the uh, the swordfish, and uh, and this is the point at which Tijuana becomes Halo. Pr- prior to this, it wasn't one hundred percent clear what was going on, but this is the scene where you're like, what the? F-? Anyway, um, so Sweet Thing is like, I want to go to Mars. You ever been to Mars? Mars is pretty. Mars is gorgeous. Love that. They got parks and stuff. They got jobs. You can be happy on Mars. And, uh, and and Spike is like, yeah, if you're rich. Uh, and then we also oh, see that uh, Sweet Thing has has a big old prego belly, just just definitely like eight eight months pregnant or something. So okay, so, uh, so all right, it's all it's all coming together now. Yeah, yeah. So now now we arrive at the uh, the point at which Spike no Spike does not beat her up. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what my notes mean here. She she was uh, a ploy, right? While while she's distracting Spike, Asimov it turns out has come up from behind. Mm-hmm. Well, it's only and because that's only because uh, Spike like called her he out. Out himself. He, he outs her, and yeah, he's he's like, I yeah. know who you are. I know about the drugs. Uh, you're not going to Mars, you dummy. And uh, and then Asimov comes up behind him and just chokes him the fuck out. I will and, also uh, like to mention, I forgot to say, I don't know if any of y'all have seen the Mighty Boosh, but there's the extreme sports model, magazine model. Uh, Freaking Sweet Thing has like, I don't know what accident's supposed to be, but yeah, it sounds yeah, Eastern yeah, European. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's it, like, it, Asimov, it, no! 
stupid. Yeah, yeah it's it's some weird nondescript. Like at first I thought at first I thought it was supposed to be s- Spanish. Like some kind of like, no. like, yeah, no, I because I, I don't know. It's it's Japan. It's not like there's the sure. most like you know sensitive to cultural appropriation of any kind. Anything. I, I think I think old man bull was handled very. Really? Very carefully. You think, no, you think no. the, the old the, <laughs> no, old man bull is terrible. Very tiny, like literally looking like. Um, I don't know if you ever have you ever played Breath of the Wild. You know, like when yeah. you go to the shrines, the 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 guardians of the shrines or whatever. Not 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 the robot ones. The the ones with like that different shaped hats and stuff. Yeah, he's like wrinkled and tiny, mm-hmm. and I don't know of like and. I'm no expert on like you know indigenous traditions or anything, but just like sand just pouring yeah. endlessly yeah. from his he, palm. And he and he like takes the sand at the very end and is like, and just like blows it out and like carries off in the wind as as Spike leaves the leaves the room. So oh dear. Anyway, so getting yeah. back to getting back to yeah. the present day, uh, the present moment. Uh, so uh, Spike gets choked the fuck out, but while he is getting while he's passing out he pickpockets Asimov like nice. he's falling he's falling down he's passing out but he, he reaches back and he gets the vial of of uh, of maybe red eye bloody maybe eye. bloody eye we don't really know they go back and forth on what they call it uh, and so Asimov and Sweet Thing they get in a car and they, they drive away and Asimov is mad jealous because Sweet Thing stopped him from killing Spike and he's like what the fuck? Like I was going to kill him. I think you're into him, which is some pretty paranoid behavior considering that like they had just met and he had a big hot dog sideways in his mouth and tried to give it back to her. But, uh, he's like, I think you're into him. Sounds like he does not she's like, respect women. No, not at all. Spa- yeah. Space meth makes you paranoid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Space, and also space he, he, he has an Eastern European name, but he does not have an accent. Unlike his, why girlfriend? <laughs> we don't know. We're not really sure what's going on there. It's confusing. P I C. There you go. Partner in crime. Partner oh, in wow. nice. Bonnie go. and Clyde situation go. going on. So uh, yeah, so he's mad jealous. Uh, she co- she comes back to the fact that she'd be happy on Mars. Now we cut back to Spike. He's having a little road nap. He's sleeping on the ground. Uh, Jet shows up and like kind of leans over him. And we get some exposition about things we already know. They basically go back and recap everything that has already happened in the episode. Uh, oh, all good. the things that, that were learned by the various characters. Although, you know, the two of them didn't know what the other one knew. So they kind of share that back and forth with one another. But we knew because we had watched we it all happen it. in front of us. Sure. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to uh, more horny old men. Now they're talking about planting seeds. Uh, they're at, they're oh, at, oh, no. Yeah. They're at Dennis's bar. Spike has somehow arrived there before Sweet Thing and Asimov. Um, maybe that's because he was in the swordfish and he could fly there faster than they could drive. But either way, he he's there and he's wearing the least convincing disguise ever. He basically has like a serape on and then he has like a hat pulled down over his face. But that is a, it. a sombrero. Yeah, he has a sombrero that he's got pulled down and he's got a serape on and he's sitting on a bench. And Asimov sits down next to him and they have the same sort of like weird drug conversation that that Asimov and the bartender had earlier. Uh, but they get into more specifics. He's like he's like 30 million woolongs for 
whatever 50 vials which sounds like a lot uh Wait, and I thought you said the currency was dollars they did say nah. bucks a few times i think D- but but the official currency in world is is wulongs Wulong. okay wulongs wulongs uh, and uh, wulongs. and spike starts negotiating with him as though he, so he's really going to buy these drugs he's like nah i'm not going to pay 30 i'm going to pay you 15 million wulongs and uh asimov's like are you crazy and then he reveals himself so he he like takes the hat off and he pulls out the vial and like shows it to him and he's like looking for this because Asimov can't find it when he's like reaching for his pockets and uh, <laughs> and for whatever reason because this stuff if it's if we're talking about fifty vials sells for thirty million wulongs one vial would be what like six million wulongs that I don't know I'm bad at math but it's whatever, worth a it lot right. it's worth a lot. Uh, and, and takes two months to make a single vial. There you go. Oh, I don't yeah, know. yeah, forgot about that. Takes two months to make a single vial. Uh, Spike takes it and throws it into the air and shoots it. Uh, oh, which, which seems wasteful. Doesn't seem Dramatic. like he, res- he respects the economy of this this planet. He's a gunslinger. He is a gunslinger, and and also he's broke. So it seems like maybe maybe he should have kept that, but he didn't. He threw it in the air and he shot it. Uh, I think really mostly just to piss Asimov off because then he just proceeds to beat the ever loving shit out of Asimov. Like he, and he does it so casual. He's like, he's like dancing backwards, sliding <laughs> his feet across the ground, kicking him in the side of the head. Like it's, it's, it's something to watch. And, uh, and, and the whole time sweet thing is trying to like shoot him. He's got a gun pointed at him, but then right, they so get that must be what I thought was going on here. Yeah, he doesn't beat up the pregnant lady. He beats okay, up, but she was there. She was present when he's when he's <laughs> okay. beating up her boyfriend. Yeah, whatever, gotcha. all right. When my decontextualized memories, that's all I had. Yeah, so. he, he, yeah. So uh, I mean, and also just a little uh, visual explanation. It gets to that part of the anime where they draw the dudes with super wide shoulders yeah, and long yeah. legs. And I just love that for us. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're, 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 they're shaped like big triangles, like inverted <laughs> triangles. Yeah. Big shoulders, just enormous fucking shoulders. I mean, they're very skinny. Everybody's skinny, but they're very wide. This is the yeah. ideal male body. You may not yes. like this, it but that's what it's like. But they're, yeah. they're, their feet almost come to points. Like they, like they, their legs just get skinnier and skinnier until their feet almost come to points. Oh, it is. They do. Very, is, very Aeon Flux, like yeah, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, Jack yeah. Skellington type, like body image. It's a bit like that. It's a bit like that. Uh, no wonder yeah. I have body dysmorphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yet another unfair standard. There's uh, there's no hope that anyone can achieve this. It's an it's an unfair beauty standard. Um, it's fucked up. So anyway, so lots of lots of kicking, lots of punching. Uh, basically, just is he's 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 cleaning the floor with Asimov here, but he gets interrupted as a bunch of gunfire comes from the air. Because uh, a, a bounty hunter or maybe the syndicate, I'm not 100% clear at this point who was chasing them, but some gunfire comes from the sky. And then more uh, useless henchmen show up and fire a lot of guns. And they're kind of in that like, oh, get over there, get him. Uh, but they're getting like beat up by Spike. Uh, Sweet Thing and Asimov, they get they get it away. They go get in like a plane kind of thing. Uh, but as they're doing this, Sweet Thing gets shot in the belly. And you're like, oh, my God, 
she's pregnant, but then it's it's a fake out. It's a fake pregnant oh. belly. Mm-mm-mm. The drugs are in there. Uh, the, uh, the drugs start falling out. Yeah, they juked on you there with the uh, the pregnant belly. Good shit. Yeah, it's good shit. Wow. So uh, as as Johnny was mentioning earlier, no pregnant people in anime uh, because even this <laughs> pregnant person wasn't a pregnant person. So uh, Spike is now pinned down. He's pinned down over there. Lots of gunfire uh, on the street, uh, but he gets like he gets let loose by Jet. Jet comes by and he has like a scoop on the front of his ship which is weird, and I don't know how practical that would be in a lot of situations, but he has a big scoop on the front of his ship. That like a, he like, like goes a down bulldozer and, scoop? Kind of like a bulldozer. Uh, he, it's, he, like, it's more like a rake. like A, a little bit like a rake, like an, an inverted like a, rake. Yes. Like a yeah. cow catcher. Also, yeah, kind of, but like he, yeah. he picks up he picks up the cars of the bad guys and just flips them over, and then the bad guys are like, oh, and then... Uh, <laughs> there's, and a, that, there's a really good two lines here. Jet is like, how you doing, kid? <laughs> and Spike is like, Rotten, you're late, Jet. It's yeah, like, he's not very grateful. That's the language very... that they have. Rotten. It's it's beautiful. But it's, it's really he's, not, he's not grateful for Jet's help. Jet like he was he was stuck there. He couldn't get away. Jet came by, saved him with his weird useless scoop, and then he's like, you know, fuck off you're late basically and then this guy sound like they have a sort of dysfunctional relationship and what's what's really weird is that that as soon as he was freed up he could have run away and tried to catch sweet thing and asimov but instead he wanted to take time to sass jet black um <laughs> but and anyway so then he runs and gets in the the swordfish too and there's like a little bit of a kind of a dogfight kind of thing going on. They, he chases Asimov and Sweet Thing through the atmosphere, and then they, then they go up into space, and there's just, like, so many cops, just, like, a, a ridiculous, ridiculous number of cops in the sky. Oh. And Sweet Thing is like, I'm never going to get away. We are never going to get to Mars. And, uh, like, the whole time... Asimov is like going <laughs> and it's a little bit like you're like what the fuck is happening right now but he's uh, oh I forgot while he was in the in the dog fight he like breaks the vial in his eye like because he doesn't have the gun to like spritz it so he just like like smashes it into his own eye and so he's just having a full-on freak out at this point just like panting very heavily and uh, the, the whole time you know sweet thing is just like this is fucked I'm never going to see Mars. <laughs> and then you hear a gunshot and then like Spike catches up and like pulls alongside them. And there's like this dramatic slow push on the sweet thing's face as like Sp- Spike rounds the corner and can see into the cabin. She shot Asimov in the head. Oh she shit. Just, she just blasted him. Don't do drugs kids. But then, <laughs> yeah. then, a million cops fire indiscriminately into the, 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 the like dragonfly shaped plane that Asimov and sweet thing had gotten into. Cause you know, that's, I guess what, that's what cops do. Just, just indiscriminately fire upon the civilian vessel. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out later. Yep. They're yep. done. So exactly. Yep. Yeah. Some things, some things don't change like, in the future. Yeah. It was like a, th- <laughs> but, a lot uh, of things. Yeah, but that's not the end because we go back to the bebop and it's basically it's it's like a cycle. It's like a circle. Uh, we've got 
Spike back to practicing his martial arts moves. And then Jet comes out and he's like, dinner's almost ready. And they're like having a little chit chat back and forth. And uh, Johnny mentioned something about like the weird physics that are going on on the bebop. They don't really make sense. Like, do you want to talk about it, Johnny? Shit. Yeah. All right. So physics, right? Um, all right. After a great start. Uh, I, so, you know, he's doing his like, you know, Bruce Lee routine, right? Uh, and they, I think I believe at one point show his exposed fleshy foot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, you, you know that there's some kind of gravity thing going on here because he's not just every time he does like a, a pirouette spin kick whatever he's not just like flying around in circles because you know laws of gr- physics and whatnot you know an object in motion remains in motion um and so like that that doesn't happen so then he like you know does this thing where he's like smoking a cigarette while doing martial arts which is just like you know it sounds dangerous it's no, it's, it's 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 more like <laughs> Wouldn't you want to wait till afterwards at least? I get I, it. You I know, think, I, I think to be fair, I, I think it was Jet who was smoking the cigarette. Jet comes around right, the corner. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Jet who Jet who is smoking the cigarette, right. You're right, you're right. Not the first time though, that you know, it's easy to get confused, you know, sometimes. <laughs> so like so Jet does this thing where he kind of just like like as if he was gonna like gently like toss it like not even he doesn't even move his whole arm he just kind of like <laughs> flicks the cigarette and it just does one of these like you know space odyssey 2001 things where it just kind of just slowly gently floats over to spike right and yeah. he catches it and then he takes a pull from it and i'm just like you know as if your your you know sus- suspension of disbelief or whatever you said before hasn't happened yet it's gonna happen now because yeah. oh, it's like how is he remaining on the floor how is he doing martial arts in zero gravity because obviously there has to be zero gravity for the cigarette to just gently float across the room right yeah like, and, uh, and you you can actually see at some points that there are parts of the the bebop that are spinning so it is possible that artificial gravity is going on there but like then the cigarette would fall in that case the cigarette would have the same does that shot look cool though oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. no i I totally do yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyway here's another thing about zero gravity right this is like recent scientific research from the International Space Station. All right, you get like, 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 like forty percent like bone density loss after like six months in zero gravity. Like, which means that like if this were like legit and they're like in space like twenty four seven, right? And it's just like even if like the gravity like on the ship isn't as strong as like Earth gravity or whatever, it means that like the second they would actually get to like earth or something oh yeah they just like crumple to the ground like <laughs> on it like <laughs> are you neil degrasse tysoning beloved anime cowboy yes. bebop yes he is neil degrasse tysoning this okay i, I am clarify. not the, i am not the space mustache man the science space mustache man <laughs> uh no, nor do i think he's got all the takes but you're gonna I, get I'm just in saying, uh, whatever <laughs> So, uh, so then, yeah. So then, uh, he's like, dinner's almost ready. Jet is like, dinner's almost ready. And Spike's like, what are we having? And Jet says, bell peppers and beef. There you go. Episode over. Oh, 
Oh, oh okay. and, then and then it says, see you, see space you cowboy. Yeah, yeah, see you soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, the, the and iconic. Then, uh, then you have the anime closing music, which is always... <laughs> Real full it's a bit, blues. It's a, it's a bit jarring. It's a bit jarring in terms of, like, tone compared to kind of the opening and the rest of the episode. It's like a weird, it's a weird outro song. So this, no, is, I, so this I, is all like 45 minutes? I, have 20, less than, I think it's like 26 like or something. Like 23 or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, and I it's have to disagree short. that like the outro music slaps. It slaps, but it's jarring. It, I guess. Like I mean, we're just here because, already? Because it's so loud. I mean, I don't. I don't get what's jarring about it. It's perfect. <laughs> it's as far as as far as I'm concerned, the music I, of I Cowboy Bebop. I'm gonna take a controver- controversial stance here and say the outro music sucks. It's not good. I don't <laughs> like it. Fucking. I don't like wrong. it. Yikes! Hold just on. Let me, listen, let me listen to it. I'll decide. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let yeah. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan be the arbiter of truth. Ethan, Ethan. Right. <laughs> let me see here. Senpai has to choose. Cowboy. Yes. You don't even have to listen to it. Johnny's gonna do it all for you. He's doing the whole thing. It sounds accurate. I like. I'm scared that I'll get canceled if I start singing like made up gibberish that because I don't remember the actual Japanese lyrics. But it's like smooth jazz. It's just all right. Here we go. Like. This is like. Okay. Da, 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 da. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Some, uh, I don't know. Wait. It's it's like so some it's corny. Like, uh, it's like corny blues rock, but like. Well, it's like mm-hmm. blues, but there's like the 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 drums, yeah. like mm-hmm. the kind of more poppy drums sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't aren't there I fake? Mean, gotta, there's like, like fake horns in there too somewhere. It's like 1998 or whatever when this is being made. It feels like the 90s. I don't know. Everyone was was really cool back then. And so so was that song. (laughs) You know, like I think swing swing dancing was a thing, right? Swing dancing was a thing, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, it was the Neo Swing revival was happening, right? All right, so Ethan, I I guess what are your your thoughts? What do you you feel having now had the entire episode described to you? Well, uh, I mean, so it sounds like they're going for some kind of cyberpunk noir thing, but it also sounds like it's definitely playing into some kind of Western, not like Mm. Western as in uh, America capitalist, but like cowboy. Yep. Obviously from the name. It sounds like they're playing into some of those like tropes and everything while also mixing it with, uh, yeah, cyberpunk and... uh, And and I mean, that's kind of what I remember from seeing this like 15 years ago. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't. It, it, it sounds like there were a lot of um, like anime tropes that it played into yeah. that you got you all were describing. And uh, I don't, like, is it good? Oh yeah. Was it good? Oh, it's good. This, this, is, it's, this show was like high quality. It's a banger. Yeah. Th- this is like most people's exception to the rule of hating anime. Yeah. A that's, lot of people who don't like anime like Cowboy Bebop. There's a lot of atmosphere they build into it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. a very short show, but they build a lot of atmosphere into it. It's really interesting. But it's still very cheesy and kitschy, oh, yeah. too. There's it's a, a weird the, combo. There's a point where, like, right before the fight between Asimov and Spike takes place where Asimov calls Spike Bounty Boy, which is Bounty Boy. Bounty Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah, Bounty Boy. Yeah. Bounty Boy. 
I love that. Yeah, it uh, it sounds. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sounds cool. I'll probably go back and watch it at some point. But it also sounds like there's a lot of. Uh, I don't know. Like, how accessible is this going to be to so accessible someone who doesn't know the the tropes? Oh, so yeah. accessible. Yeah. Okay. This is a good. This right. is a good entry level anime because it's like there, there's <laughs> none of like anime. the in baby's first anime. There's none of like the really weird shit. Uh, there's, it's, it's fairly straightforward. There's not a lot of stuff in it. That's like, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, it's baby's first anime. <laughs> baby's first. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I would say it combines so much of like, um, like, uh, very Western centric, like, mm-hmm. you know, action movie stuff, a lot of like, you know, kind of uh high art like noir type stuff to it you know they 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 set you up for like you know a whole like you know uh plot that goes through like the the show right you know with him describing about like how like you know, i've been killed by a woman before <laughs> um uh <laughs> it teases you a bit teases you yeah, yeah yeah no really every like literally every scene um i think at, at least in the first episode um has a part to play later on in in the series as as you watch yeah yeah it does that classic anime thing where there's an overarching story but they have a lot of slice of life shit in there daily slice of life yeah so we shall see how that progresses uh ethan do you have any uh predictions about what's going to happen to these our two protagonists um I know that a dog shows up at some point. <laughs> I have seen they screenshots. They like, together. Yeah. yeah, like these two, these two guys. They just uh, guys they being dudes. Yeah, just, and they're, just two they're bugs. Like, we need you a know. we need a dog in our apartment, our space yep. apartment. Yep. Um, no, uh, I think there's. I assume there's going to be. I know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because you, you were just saying about the overarching plot. Like, I assume there's going to be something about. Um, Spike is a has been killed and is either undead or is uh, <laughs> was resurrected somehow or or it was just one of those like oh I was technically dead for so and so minutes but so I imagine there will be that'll that's probably like that's probably like a femme fatale sort mm-hmm. of part of the noir I imagine that'll get introduced um, yeah I I mean based on this I don't based on just what you described I don't know uh, about I I couldn't piece out an overarching I couldn't pick out an overarching plot just from just yeah. from that so yeah well, there we go guess we'll have to see I guess mm. find out next week Stay t- see you soon space F- cowboy find out next year <laughs> <laughs> our, bi- our biannual episode F- find out a, a two years from now <laughs> alright yeah. well see you space cowboys okay. yeah see well, you space cowboy Thanks for joining us today on this magical journey uh, for magical self-hating Weeb Academy, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, Alex. Thanks for being here, Johnny. <laughs> thanks for being here, Ethan. Thank you thanks for, for being, being here. me. And thanks yeah, to go. all of our listeners. All five of them. Th- which will be the people in this, plus like one other person. <laughs> <laughs> You're our bounty boys. <laughs> there we go. Boun- yeah. Bounty boys. Bounty boys. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>